Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a Pod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the Pod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Daily Hammer, your daily news source when it comes to the Atlanta Braves as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are and wherever you are listening, you're having a wonderful start to your Wednesday. Of course, the Daily Hammer, the Battery Power Podcast, and the Road to Atlanta Podcast all can be found for free on all platforms where you choose to listen to podcasts as part of the Battery Power Podcast Network. You can also find it at Battery pa- find the podcast network at BatteryPower.com as well as at Battery Power SBN across all forms of social media. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at Stats SAC. When it comes to the Braves, here's the latest from Atlanta. And I've got good news. It was an exciting and outstanding game for the Atlanta Braves in Atlanta last night. And one of the biggest reasons why it was that not only did the Braves get a 3-1 to victory over the Cubs, and, and just to be honest, a series opener that the Braves should have won with Max Reed on the mound versus Marcus Stroman. But the reasons as to why the Braves got this victory, check some boxes that the Braves hope to start checking more frequently. What do I mean by that? Well, so for one, it was a second straight dominant but performance by Max Reed. He certainly was did not have as good a stuff as he did in L.A. his last time out, but he also was highly effective at really preventing the Cubs to get anything going despite an in-hap home run early in the game. Overall, Max Reed threw six innings, four strikeouts, most importantly, zero walks, only four hits. Yes, he gave up the home run, but he was effective enough to give the Braves six innings. He was effective enough to limit the Cubs' offense, and he was also effective enough to give the Braves' offense the opportunity to get a lead and for them to be able to work with it to where the bullpen can come in and do its work. And that was the other thing that stood out in this game. The night shift truly came on and did its job. Will Smith, Tyler Matzik, Kenley Jansen, all three who for the most part have found their grooves so far this season, a combined three innings pitch, two strikeouts over three innings and allowing for Kenley Jansen to get the save. I do want to specifically highlight Kenley Jansen, who now has gone six straight outings, given up zero runs over that six outing stretch. He's now had nine strikeouts, five saves as well, five saves on the season. But overall, yes, his ERA may seem a bit high, but that was from a rough opening game for the Braves, but since then he's been absolutely spectacular in the closer's role. So the Braves certainly do now see that they have a back end of the bullpen that can compare to anyone in the majors, and for games such as this, where the offense was just enough to win the game, the big reason why is because the bullpen stepped up to support the outstanding performance of Max Reed. But for me, perhaps the biggest um, overall 
development from last night was the fact that it was the bottom of the Braves order that allowed for Atlanta to get the victory. What I mean by that is is that last night, Travis Demerit's home run, Adam Duvall's RBI, Dansby Swanson got a hit as well. The Braves overall had six hits, or excuse me, had overall had six hits. They had no walks, but they were able to find a way to score runs to get enough to support Freed in the bullpen. And a big reason why is because it came from the bottom of the order. Now, Travis Demerit and Alex Dickerson's time in the lineup may not be that long. And again, you would start Eddie Rosario, in my opinion, all day over those options because Eddie Rosario just has the, you know, far more outstanding track record when it comes to performance compared to a Dickerson or a Demerit. If you had the option, you'd start Rosario all day long. But let's also compare this year. It's not like the Braves needed a lot to overcome the lack of production that's been there for Rosario. We know the reason why now, and certainly hope that, you know, first off, wish Rosario nothing but the best of health when it comes to the procedure that he's going to have, but also hope that it certainly corrects things to where he'll be able to get to his normal level of production. My point is, though, is that the Braves didn't have much of a hurdle to overcome in replacing Rosario when it came to production, and though nothing outstanding occurred from the bottom of the Braves' order, it's nice to have a reference point for the Braves where a big reason why they won the game, the major part of their offense in winning the game, came from the bottom of the order. And if in any way, shape, or form, Demerit can use the, his first few games in Atlanta as a way to become a contributing member to the outfield, there's plenty of opportunity for him to do that. So from Another outstanding performance by Max Reed, who also gave six innings worth of production to the bullpen having one of its best combined outings of the year to the fact that the Braves' bottom of the order was the reason why they won this game. Many different boxes were checked that the Braves consistently hope they could check, and if they can, that's going to give them the sources of success that they need to finally be able to find their winning ways consistently in a part of the schedule where they should be winning quite a bit. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. So, of course, the major news of the off day for Monday was Eddie Rosario's eye injury in which, you know, he had gone to see an eye doctor. It was revealed that, you know, he certainly would need a procedure to be done to correct, you know, what had been a struggle for him when it came to seeing things on the field this year. And the end result is he's going to be out two to three months. The hope certainly is. And it seems like there's a lot of confidence in that whatever procedure needs to be done, though, unfortunately, it's going to keep Rosario out for an extended period of time. Once he returns, which likely at this point will probably be sometime around the All-Star break, once he returns, he should be in good form and hopefully will be able to provide the Braves a spark in their lineup for the second half of the season. Well, in another 
development that occurred on Tuesday was that Major League Baseball and the Players Association came out and announced that they are going to extend the amount of time that teams can have access to four, up to 14 pitchers for their rosters through May 29th. The big reason why is because it's Major League Baseball realizing that teams certainly are still adjusting to the fact that they're trying to get through this regular season, regular length season, despite a, a less than normal offseason, obviously a shortened spring training. And so it seems like Major League Baseball is doing what it can to make sure that the workload for pitchers for many teams are not too much coming out of that unusual preparation for the season. So in correspondence with Eddie Rosario now being unavailable, the Braves are going to bring up hard-throwing hard right-hander William Woods from AAA. Now, it may not be that long of a stay, for William Woods. But the reason I bring this up is because you add another power arm to this Braves bullpen that already has, in my opinion, more velocity in it than we've seen in quite a while with Spencer Strider, even Kenley Jansen, Tyler Matzik, and others. Now you throw William Woods into the mix. He probably is not going to be used that much, but this just goes to show that you know if William Woods could eventually stick a a as a permanent member of the bullpen, the future of this Braves bullpen, even if Strider goes to the rotation, the future of this Braves bullpen hasn't added an element to it that you haven't seen in a while and that is velocity, so it would be it should be exciting to see what William Woods might be able to do out of the bullpen. But of course, the focus of today is going to be seeing if Charlie Morton can get his, you know, dominance back to in, in his repertoire, not necessarily even dominance, just effectiveness. The ability for Charlie Morton, just like he did for 90% of last year, we'll take a step back want to say that this is not surprising to see Charlie Morton struggle out of the gate. He did exactly the same thing, maybe not to the level that he's done so far this year, but earlier last year, um, he had had a rough start to the season and was able to really start to find his way into May. The Braves certainly hope that he can do that tonight, because if one thing truly does stand out, Max Freed, we obviously feel confident he's going to pitch to the best of his ability and be one of the best left-handers in the majors for the rest of the season. If Kyle Wright has figured something out, that is an outstanding development for the for this rotation in general. But if Charlie Morton can now get a, a good performance under his belt, can bridge that gap between how Freed is pitching and how Kyle Wright is pitching, that will be a major development for the Braves. And you have to figure he can find his groove tonight on the mound against the Chicago Cubs. The key for Morton is just simply going to be getting through that first inning. The first inning has been one of the major, you know, hurting points for, you know, pain points for Charlie Morton is that, you know, getting through that first inning, getting, you know, a, a clean ending under inning under his belt, that to me is going to be a major point of emphasis for him to really be able to find his group. The other thing that stands out is maybe, for, for instance, a little bit more balance in the Braves' order. Now, obviously, Matt Olson, Austin Riley, Marcelo Zuna, each of those guys have done more than their fair share of leading this Braves' offense so far this season. 
But if the Braves, once again, can find a little bit of patience at the plate, draw a few walks, get a few timely hits, there should be opportunities for them to do that early in this game. And so if they can find that success and Morton himself can limit the success of the Cubs, that could be a huge key factor in tonight's game. Which pitcher between Mark Leiter Jr. and Charlie Morton, which pitcher will be able to limit the damage of the opposing offense? You have to feel that Charlie Morton is in the be- is in the better position to do that. But you also have to truly feel that when it comes to what Atlanta can do, what Atlanta can do as far as its opportunity to get the job done early, scoring runs and letting Morton be able to find success, that really has to play into the Braves' favor, and that should allow for them to get a key victory. And then if they get this victory, you've already got a season win, and you've got Marcus Stroman on the, or excuse me, you've got Kyle Wright on the mound tomorrow for the Braves against former Brave, Drew Smiley, you got a series win. You have to feel confident with Kyle Wright on the mound. This is exactly the development the Braves need, putting together a few wins to start to get some momentum going as they look to get back to 500. It's going to be a fun night. Hopefully, Charlie Morton looks like the Charlie Morton of old, and the Braves can go out and get their second straight victory as well as a series win. And then we have Kyle Wright to look forward to on the mound tomorrow. And, of course, tomorrow we'll be right back with you here on the Daily Hammer. But I want to remind you, you can find the Daily Hammer the Battery Power Podcast, the Road to Atlanta Podcast, all at BatteryPower.com, as well as at BatteryPowerSBN on all forms of social media. Also free on all podcast platforms where you might enjoy listening. Make sure you also check out the Battery Power YouTube channel where Grant McCauley and Corey McCartney, a great duo who weekly break down the week's worth of Braves action. And of course, all the great written content at BatteryPower.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button when it comes to the Braves Podcast Network. We always very much appreciate your support and until tomorrow hope you have a great day and we'll talk to you again soon here on the daily hammer hey this is scott galloway author professor entrepreneur and most importantly host of the prop g podcast we got a special series running on right now called the future of work where i answer all your questions on surprise the future of work questions including what are we missing when we work remotely or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking from the provocative to the technical we're offering insights you won't want to miss so tune in to the future of work a prop g pod special sponsored by canva you can find it on the prop g pod wherever you get your podcasts